Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Roberta. And I'm Rachel. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. But first, a couple of royal reminders before we dive in. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group at Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a royal rating of five stars. And we would love to hear from you. So send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. We have so much news. So to much to talk about. Talk about. Um, but before we dig in and dive into our episode tease and all that's ahead, I just want to shout out to these awesome new microphones, our quarantine microphones, if you will. <laughs> Mic check. We sound amazing. Check, check, check. It's really fancy. Um, our producers of the show really hooked us up and we're doing our best as during the stay at home orders, but we hope you enjoy the new sound. Yes. Can I say new it like that? New sound. Sounds coming to you live. <laughs> smooth listening. All right. Well, let's dig in, dive in. Um, We have a ton of good stuff coming up this episode. We're discussing Princess Charlotte's fifth birthday picks, the results of Meghan Markle's pretrial hearing against the Associated Newspapers, and Kate Middleton's continued efforts to Zoom for a good cause. But before we dig in, we have to wish baby Archie a very first happy birthday. Happy birthday, baby Archie. Master Archie, I should say. Master Master Archie. Archie. Yes. And I am so glad that we're recording on Wednesday because we just saw new video of the one-year-old. I am so I mean, we moved our typical recording date, so we recorded it on his actual birthday. And it really, I mean, it paid off because we were gifted this morning with the most adorable video released by Meghan and Prince Harry um, of Archie, Meghan reading Archie, the kid's book, Duck Rabbit, to benefit Save the Children UK's Save with Stories campaign which raises funds for those affected by the pandemic. And I feel like, okay, so first of all, Archie has gotten so much bigger than when we last saw him. I think we last saw him New Year's where um, Harry and Meghan were in Canada. Um, And before that, like their Christmas card, which was in black and white. And first of all, he's so big. He's so big. He's so cute. He's so cute. And this video of Meghan reading to them is actually hilarious. Like It's actually hilarious. Yeah, let's play the clip. It's a rabbit, and he's about to eat a carrot. Let's go to the next page. Look, Arch. That's the cover. Let's go to the next page. Wait, listen. Did you hear that? I heard duck sounds. That's funny. I distinctly heard rabbit sounds. Now the duck is wading through the swamp. No, the rabbit is hiding in the grass. I just can't get over it. I love he- So for background, Prince Harry actually filmed the video of Megan reading the kids' book to Archie, and he chimes in with little quacks. I just that, – that brightened my whole day. Same. And I feel like this was such a sweet family moment for them. It's so untraditional. Like the fact that we're not getting the birthday portrait that's very um, – you know, the lighting's perfect and you see uh, either the parents or just Archie and it's very sweet and there's, you know, clothing that you can identify and that people go online and try to buy. It's none of that. It's, it breaks every rule and I love them for that. And I feel like it's very real. And yeah, it's so modern. I mean, I feel like just seeing a video clip, I mean, that's so, it's so unstaged and, um, and just really fun to see. I also just love the realness of the parenting aspect of it where Megan is calmly reading to Archie and really trying to go page by page and also really encouraging of Archie. I love that she's, you know, 
prompting him to turn each page and giving him that sort of language. But then when he moves on to the second book and then drops it and is so obsessed with that second book, I'm like, that's my whole life right now with Finn, my toddler. It's like distraction rules. (laughs) (laughs) And also, so my niece, Isabel, turns 10 months old today, actually. Oh, my gosh. Happy 10-month, Isabel. (laughs) And they're very close in age. And so this is – what she's doing all the time, which I guess is like this permanence thing where they love to like, you pick something up, they drop it, you pick it up again, they drop it. And it's, it made me chuckle to think about my niece and how she's doing this. Are you basically following, following Archie's life and like stage by stage, like measuring it with your niece? I mean, I feel like that's really fun. They're totally uh, in sync. hundred (laughs) percent. I want them to meet and she'll one day be the princess. I guess that's not. It actually could happen. Look at what already happened. I feel like it's possible. Well, since, since he's not prince, I guess, but you know, it yeah. could happen. We're, it still we're... could be a fairy tale. <laughs> Isabel, your whole life is planned out for you. By your cra- She'll be like my crazy aunt. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, But I did think it was really cool that, you know, or distinctive that they really, I mean, Archie was just in a white onesie and Megan was in a really low key button down, denim button down. And I feel like they did not, this was not an opportunity for people to tag the fashion or do anything. It really was, um, to all about the charity, all about the efforts in this sort of initiative and campaign. And I, I thought that it was just so cool and awesome and real of them. And very low-key and understated. And also that the other royals posted about uh, Archie's birthday as well. So there was um, this kind of coordinated response of Kensington Royal posted the pic from Archie's christening. There was also um, Prince Charles and Camilla from Clarence House posted a black and white photo of Harry and Charles holding – and Harry holding Archie. And then the royal family and um, posted a picture of Archie meeting the queen for the first time. Plus – uh, Doria. So that was really sweet. And I think that, um, you know, the show of support from across the pond is there. And um, yeah, it's really, it's really nice. I was actually up super early because my son was up early. And, um, and so, so I early because <laughs> I got the text message from you. I texted Roberta. I'm like, look at this birthday video. Um, way too early. I'm so sorry. Um, but, but yeah, I feel like um, they actually all, you know, I mean, I guess obviously the time difference for us, but like they were ahead of the curve with before Harry and Megan shared that video, they all were sharing. And I think that the love is there and it's really consistent and nice to see. So happy birthday, Archie. Happy birthday, Archie. What a year it has been. What are the years? Yes. Has it- <laughs> so excited for more to come from them. So now it's time for our royal refreshment. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Clink. <laughs> this week, we're drinking gin and tonic in honor of the 75th anniversary of VE Day, Victory in Europe Day, which marks the day fighting against Nazi Germany in Europe ended. Clink, clink, clink. Yours is clink. beautiful. Wait, okay. so she's holding up her gin and tonic. <laughs> Tell me about this. Okay, so I actually, success, got gin, got the tonic. I really pulled through this time. Woo-hoo. But upping the ante, I found sprigs of rosemary. <laughs> I kind of put in a little too much rosemary, but and rosemary I do, and what else? Is there anything else in there? No, Just that's it. I I should have okay. added like a lemon slice or something to make it even prettier. But um, I gotta say it's not good. <laughs> I'm not the best at mixing cocktails. I need to zoom into your Friday session so that I can get an education on it. But um, you know what? It's it works. It's I, I can mean, taste the gin. 
we have to preface by saying that it is 11 a.m. and we are drinking. <laughs> I am diving gin in. And tonic and also iced coffee. I have both. I have all the drinks. Oh Not recommended gosh. to do both at the same time, but you know, <laughs> circumstances call. Desperate measures. Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. So we're drinking this for reference because it was a go to wartime cocktail. Gin was pretty cheap during those times. Um, a lot of people wanted to ration their wine and champagne and beer. So they turned to gin, which was in, you know, uh, high supply back then. And the tonic actually included quinine. So that was an anti-malaria treatment for over 300 years. The only anti-malaria malaria treatment. Um, quinine is in tonic. So that's why it's called tonic water. Um, and also the sailors used to put limes in it, which is why they're called limeys. Um, and that is how the gin and tonic was born. It's so interesting. I know. Lots of history here. Winston Churchill famously declared that gin and tonic has saved more Englishmen's lives and minds than all the doctors in the empire. That quote doesn't <laughs> age well, actually. Um, obviously, shout out, major shout out to all the healthcare workers during this time. Crazy, crazy times. Um but a funny quote is very Winston Churchill. Yeah, very Winston Churchill. I mean, I I kind of love I mean, I guess mentally it probably helped a lot. You know what I mean? Having oh, yeah. a little something getting through the war and all that stuff. But um really interesting. I I enjoyed reading about this and I'm enjoying my cocktail during this episode. Same, same. So more about VE Day in a sec, but while we are sipping, we wanted to shout out to our reader emails. We love, 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 love hearing, hearing from, from you guys, guys, especially with all the pictures that we've seen um, from you guys. So this week, we wanted to shout out to everyone who posted or DM'd us that they had already pre-ordered Finding Freedom. You guys are the real fans here. Also, On top of it. Yeah, man, seriously. Bravo. Uh, <laughs> people gave us credit for scoping it ahead of the official announcement from Omid Scobie, which came this weekend. We're talking to you, Tiffany. Shout out. Um, and also a credit to Rachel in New Zealand, who pre-ordered the book only to get an Amazon order cancellation notice, since the book is currently set to be released only in the US, UK, and Canada. Well, Rachel DM'd Omid directly, who got back to her and said he's going to check with the publisher about the location limitation. So bravo, Rachel. Amazing. I mean, Roros know how to get things done. I was so that was like so proactive of you, Rachel. So I'm really impressed. And I'm I love, I mean, the pre-orders put it on the bestseller list. So And you already pre-ordered it. I did pre-order it. I mean, how could I not? I just wanted to not forget about it. I feel like it was like a checking the box. Um, You're so well. on top of it. <laughs> it's expensive. It's expensive. We'll dive into this all later, but I will say one note about the price because last week, remember, we had that scoop. We'll talk about it later. But um, but yeah, it jumped in price from what the, the sneak peek had shown I thought us. it was going to be 15 and now it's 25. So I'm like, hmm. I think it's 28. 28, 28. You're right. On Amazon, it's giving me some kind of discount. But yeah, I mean, $28. But I'm sure it's a great read. I, I Oh, really, yeah. Worth it. Worth every penny. Worth I mean, every penny. Who am I joking? I'm Definitely getting it. But yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So more about VE Day, which we promised. Um, it reminder, it's the 75th anniversary of VE Day, which took place on May 8th, 1945. So this week in Royal History, we're flashing back to that time. And now, this week in Royal History. It was the day that Winston Churchill officially announced the end of the war with Germany. Um his message was broadcast to the nation from the cabinet room at 10 Downing Street, and huge crowds, many dressed in red, white, and blue, gathered outside Buckingham Palace to cheer and celebrate as King George VI, the Queen Mother, and Princesses Elizabeth and Margaret came out onto the balcony. I thought this was really cool. Um, Elizabeth and Margaret 
or even granted special permission from their father to join in the celebrations on the streets. Um, and something that she's gone on to describe as one of the most exciting nights of her life. Um, apparently it's because she really had a chance to just be one with the people, be a commoner, be out there. And she was, you know, not in disguise, but it was so much chaos going on that she really could just blend in. Right. She like mingled with the crowds in London. And I feel like that must have been such a groundbreaking moment for her to be one of the people. Um, just Talk about finding freedom. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, it, before that, she had only done, you know, the handshaking and the very ceremonial kind of occasions where she would, you know, go out into the crowds, but not at this kind of um, unprecedented way of mingling with her her people, her future um, people. So yeah, I thought that was very, that was very cool. Yeah. And in addition to Winston Churchill's um, address, there was earlier that day, thousands had listened to the King's speech, one of the most significant of his reign as it was projected via loudspeaker in Trafalgar Square and Parliament Square. Am I saying that right? Trafalgar. 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 I knew that I mispronounced it. I was like, I'm going to fact check with someone that really knows. In it, he paid tribute to the men and women who had fought valiantly on land, sea, and in the air. I am very excited because we are going to hear from Queen Elizabeth on VE Day, and she's following in her father's footsteps. Um, She will actually give her address via the BBC on May 8th, and it's the exact same time that her father gave the speech. So I thought that was really cool, and um, it'll be exactly 75 years later down to the minute. So that's Yeah, and I'm kind of curious. I know it's going to be aired on the BBC um, in conjunction with a special VE Day 75, the People's Celebration that is being televised, um, and she's kind of smack dab in the middle of the of that special. I'm curious if it will be on Instagram as well and the social media channels in the way we saw her most recent public broadcast about coronavirus. Um, it's also, this is only her sixth ever public broadcast, not counting her Christmas messages. So it's a, which is wild. I pretty mean, big is, deal. This yeah. Is a big deal. This is a big, big deal. Um, and I'm hoping that there's the same kind of setup where you know, when she gave the um, COVID crisis speech that we do see her because we don't see her very often now um, with these times of uh, self-quarantine and isolation. So I think that would be really nice and uplifting to see her and, um, you know, a message of hope as always that she yeah. is so good at giving. Um, so there's also a new PBS documentary out this week called The Queen at War, which I haven't had a chance to see yet, but it came out last night. I watched some snippets of it, actually, and it chronicles the royal family's experience during World War II, but in particular, like a focus on Queen Elizabeth and her future reign and how it all kind of laddered up to that. But the archival footage is really impressive. And just from the clip I watched, I really want to see it. And I think that this, um, like you said, one of the most important nights of her life, uh, there is footage, rare footage um, surrounding that moment and her going into the crowds with her sister. They don't have footage of her in the crowds, though. They have her on the balcony is what I read that they only, it's specifically the balcony shot and they didn't, no one that they know of captured her actually in the crowds. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Still, though, I'm like, ooh, to see that. I love seeing that old footage of them. Me too, Um, me too. Um, One thing, too, that was kind of interesting um, is that I didn't realize, this may be a stupid statement, but I didn't realize that how frequently Buckingham Palace was actually bombed during the war. Yeah, I had no um, idea. And that the king and queen were there. And apparently that was, so they were there. I mean, the queen, queen mother was apparently removing an eyelash from the king's eye when one of the um, attacks hit and she heard the German plane approaching and then they had to shelter in place and they were encouraged to leave Buckingham Palace for safety, but they refused. And that is actually what really cemented King George VI and the Queen Mother's um, sort of 
place in the British people's hearts and made them so beloved. I thought that was just really cool. So wow, that yeah. is really cool, and I love that. It speaks to the it's, it speaks volumes to how um, as leaders they are so steadfast, and I think Queen Elizabeth really kind of embodies that as well. Same. So this week's news to kick things off, we want to talk about Kate's latest birthday photo shoot with Princess so much Charlotte. birthday content. We've just so been <laughs> the royals are spring birthdays. That's, that's they really are. <laughs> so Charlotte uh, turned five this past Friday, and Kensington Palace released four new photos of the princess. Um, also another photo on Saturday to make it five because she's five years old. I thought that, that had to be why. Um, and she looks so grown up. So I, grown up. So grown up. Well, she's she, also a very tall five-year-old. Is that just me thinking that or is she? I mean, I, I think maybe that she I looks. Just, I think I come from a family of really short people. So. No, I mean, I just think that in the photo, she just has such a presence and she looks so poised and polished for someone that's just five years old. She just, I always feel like there's such a personality behind her expressions and the photos that Kate shared just really gave us such a fun glimpse, especially into everything that they were doing as part of that, the photos. Definitely, yeah. So the photos were actually um, of the family, the Cambridges, packaging up food for isolated pensioners in their area, so kind of retirees in the area. Uh, And they did it in partnership with Sandringham Cafe. And the cafe has actually delivered over a thousand meals. So that is really amazing. And you can see Charlotte kind of helping organize the bags. And she also has a, a clear bag of pasta that's tied with uh, Raffia ribbon, which is another hello. Kate Middleton is like craft queen well, over there. So she made the pasta. That was, I think, just floored me that because has anyone made? Have you made pasta? <laughs> I have. Okay, but this is. I, I took an Italian cooking class, so I did make pasta. But it's not easy. It is. It is not so hard. Easy. I also took a class. Like I think just at, you know a random like date night in New York City. My husband and I did, and it was. I mean, they walked us through it, and it was still so hard. And the I think dough I ended is so up, hard to make. You have to add like the. I think you add like uh, egg or something. Yeah, mix it so certainly in. In a very specific way, and it's it's a time consuming. I mean, I guess on a lot of levels, there's nothing but time right now. So yeah. if, <laughs> if that's what you know, I mean, Bravo again. I keep saying Bravo, but Kate just you know really going hard on on these projects. I'm sure for you know Charlotte and George are probably at the perfect age to really have a good attention span for that. So if they all made it together as a family, I just think that that adds such a wonderful personal touch. I really thought that was cool to see in those photos. Same. And I have to point out the fashion as always. So, yes. Let's so, go back to the fashion. I skipped ahead. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. So uh, she's wearing a Zara dress and it's um, houndstooth black and white dress with wool tights and Mary Janes. Um, and someone pointed out she looks like an American girl doll, which she looks like Samantha. That's yeah, so I didn't hear this. And when I when I saw that you were going to mention it, I, I honestly, you're totally right. I mean, she's a total Samantha to me. And she's very polished, too. She's sensibly dressed. There's no bright colors. I love it's the gray tights. I want to introduce gray tights into my life next winter. Um, <laughs> Finn, sorry. <laughs> sorry in advance. I come to Finn with little, like, bloomers. Um, no, I, I just thought it was uh, it was totally an American. It reminded me so much of Samantha. Were you an American Girl Doll fan? Did you oh, have Oh, yeah. One? I had Joseph. I still have Josephine. Oh, my gosh. I still have Samantha. Josephina? I loved- Josephine. Oh, my gosh. I think it's Josephina. 
my gosh, I don't even remember. It's been so long. I mean, you become like so obsessed with the one you have, right? Yes. And I have all of – I have a desk for her. I have all of the clothes. I have everything. Yeah, so that really threw me threw me through a loop. And also that she's um, kind of taking after the queen a little bit in this very like sensible, like not, um, you know, not frilly. There's nothing – there are ruffles on the dress, but it, it's very toned down. Um, and yeah. she looks a lot like – Princess Diana to me. But yeah. some people said Queen Elizabeth. So what do so you think? So I see all Queen Elizabeth here. I, I mean, I, I think I would need to like have more um, young Diana photos to compare contrast with. But I just feel like seeing the early photos of Queen Elizabeth next to Princess Charlotte, I feel like their features and their face are the exact same. Is that weird? And then, no, I think that's right. And then I think her father's like smile, like the cheeky little smile that she – I included a picture here and it's – to me, so Prince William, like very kind of um, she has like a one one sided smile and I love it. I think that the photos were just it was hard to top the Prince Louis rainbow DIY. But Kate, you did it. They did it. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> and now so is my next project to make homemade pasta? Maybe. Probably not because I haven't gone that route and it's too hard. But I mean, but to do this while volunteering and giving this out to their community, and supposedly it was raining cats and dogs that day. So according to their neighbors, they were actually um, personally driving themselves around and delivering the meals themselves. You can actually see Kate in one of the images like reflected in the window of someone's door, and uh, Charlotte is just about to drop off the pasta. And I thought that – they still did it themselves, even though it was pouring rain. They have these three kids with them. You know, it, that says speaks volumes, I think, about um, about their dedication to service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Charlotte's rocking the go-to hairstyle of Royal oh, yes. Spring Crisis. Yes. <laughs> half up, half down seems to be the choice. Which you are also rocking and I am rocking today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is why I think this is – well, first of all, we have to say Kate has worn this hairstyle in two different Zoom videos – uh, Charlotte's wearing it in pictures. Megan is wearing it on her SmartWorks call. This is why I think this is the go-to hairstyle of quarantine. A, it keeps the hair out of your face. So when you're talking yes. on Zoom calls, you don't have to worry. You don't have to touch your hair, which is a big thing that I feel like I do often if it's down. Um, and But it also looks a little bit um, – it's the perfect vibe of relaxed and and It looks like you kind of made elevated. an effort. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a little bit elevated, but it's also – Chill. So I I love that um, they're all wearing half up, half down. And currently modeled by Roberta and myself. <laughs> Although Roberta's looks so much more polished than mine. I like you threw it up me? in a half bun, very disheveled. But my hair is still wet from the showers. So. <laughs> in honor of this quarantine royal hairstyle. <laughs> oh, well, anyways, happy birthday, Charlotte. This was such a fun treat to get these photos of you. Um, next up we have, well, a lot of Megan and Harry news. A we lot, tried to, we lot. tried to whittle it down. We're going to go through rather quickly if we can, but, um, we want to start on a positive note, Megan's zoom call for SmartWorks. Um, so in case you missed it, she actually helped a young woman prep for a job interview virtually by offering, by zooming in and offering words of encouragement and, adv- and advice. Um, the video was posted on SmartWorks Instagram account. Um, and for anyone that forgets or is unfamiliar, SmartWorks helps unemployed females get back into work. And they've actually been doing this virtually um, since the pandemic. So uh, Megan is a patron of that organization that has continued even post-royal life. I think the title has changed for her on the website. Um, but so her dialing in is really kind of a great way to give a lot of attention to the cause and and help with that, which she just continues to do and prove her 
philanthropic efforts are still very strong. Wait, so I have gonna, a question. What does her title change to on the website? Um, I need to – oh, my gosh. Now I'm going to blank on it. Um, I think it's it's just that it removed the word royal is basically – Oh, got it. Um, okay, yeah. Okay. So got it's it. just – it had a royal royal patron and now it's just patron, I think. I, I need to confirm I'm that. so interested in all these title changes and I love to spot, spot those little details. But yeah, let's play the let's play the clip. You seem incredibly confident and prepared, and I know everyone everyone here is so excited. So when I was reading about you know what your interests are, and especially you have a big focus in mental health as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Psychology, and yeah. I think that's excellent. So what excites you about this internship? I mean, I just have to say. Can you imagine the Duchess of Sussex helping you prep for a job interview by feeding you mock questions? <laughs> I feel like this girl was she she was profusely thanking the Duchess, which was so, so sweet. And I felt like that's exactly what I would do. I would be too nervous to think about the questions. Are you kidding me? I'm Skyping with the Duchess. Like, what? But she also answered the questions so well. Like, I feel like she was she, Megan, you know, threw some at her and she was prepared. And 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 the best part is that she got the job. Smartworks um, announced via their Twitter account that she got the job. So how cool. I mean, if I was Congrats. in that interview, yeah. wouldn't you mention, I'd be like, well, the Duchess of Sussex helped me prepare. So wink, wink, maybe hire me. <laughs> I thought it was great. It was really sweet. And it, it um, I think that seeing all of them still working for the patronages is really, um, is a, is a nice Nice reminder that they are still, you know, they're, they're still there. I feel like we've seen them now more than ever. I know. And Megan had her half-up hairstyle. That's what we just mentioned um, during yeah. this call. Uh, yeah, we're seeing them so much. And and I also really thought, I mean, again, Megan was very low-key. She wasn't – I feel like she had very minimal makeup, if any, and she was just, you know, there to do the job. And I think that that's very royal, even if it's not an official role anymore. And how can you not succeed at your job if the Duchess is the one encouraging you? I yeah. mean, really. Congrats, Christy. I think your name's yeah. Christy. Yeah, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, So moving on, more Megan news. Her pre-trial hearing. So this is less of a bright spot Um, or positive note. Um, she So we reported on the case last week, but as a refresher, Megan is suing Associated Newspapers over the publication of excerpts of a letter she wrote to her estranged father, Thomas Markle. So bad news, the judge, uh, Mark Warby, threw out Megan's claim that the paper acted dishonestly by only publishing excerpts of the letter. They also dismissed her assertion that they deliberately stirred up a dispute between Megan and her dad and that the papers had an agenda to publish intrusive and offensive stories about her. This is this is a blow. And I think that they um, her lawyer released or her team released a statement that said like they were very surprised at this Mm -hmm. uh, ruling and that the judge did dismiss her claims. But it's not uh, it's not a defeat by any means. I mean, they are full on still pursuing this case with. Well, and I'm I'm obviously like no lawyer. So but I was trying to really read, um, you know, because I feel like with with law, it's obviously so specific and exact and it feels like a setback. But it's also the judge, I think, is underscoring the fact that Megan's case is rooted in two things, misuse of private information and copyright infringement and breach of Britain's Data Protection Act. So he was basically saying that right now, the pretrial claims that she's put out there are irrelevant to the case as he understands it at this time, but also said that it doesn't mean they won't resurface. So, I mean, I'm super And ultimately, this would have just been uh, an additional win for the Sussexes. And I think that it doesn't do anything uh, detrimental to their actual case that they are still pursuing. So I think that that's just, you know, it would have been 
a really positive note for Megan's legal team if they could say that the paper acted uh, dishonestly, but it's very hard to prove that the paper knew they were being dishonest, I think, is what the legal, uh, the legal, you know, findings around this case have turned up. So I think that that uh, that isn't necessarily the worst thing that's you know, been thrown their way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's just kind of like they're, they're getting ready for the next phase and there still isn't a date set for their official trial, um, kicking off, but yeah. And on a more hopeful note, I actually um, want to shout out to Jordan in the Royally Obsessed Facebook group for reminding us that back in 2006, Prince Charles sued the Daily Mail for copyright infringement after they published excerpts from his private diary and he won. Um, it's obviously not the same circumstances. It's always every case is unique, but who knows? Hope for Harry and Meghan who are filing along the same lines and claims um, legally, then, you know, maybe. Who knows? But there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Like. So we want to give an update on that since we talked about it last week. Um, and then our final Meghan update, we told you there was a ton. Um, <laughs> Finding Freedom has been confirmed. And as we mentioned before, um, now we have more details from the authors themselves. So um, Omid Scobie, the book's co-author, took to Twitter to applaud us all. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, it's to us, really. It's a direct <laughs> note, direct note. Um, to those of you who found the links at the weekend, this is his quote, and already ordered, firstly, go and apply for jobs at the CIA because those are next level detective skills. But more importantly, thank you for the early support. It's thanks to you guys that the book is already doing so well. So shout out to all the Roros because I feel like in the Royally Obsessed group, you drove the, pre- the pre-orders to the bestseller Yeah, you guys list. are the real sleuths here. Like, really. I mean, this is uh, commendable. You guys did such an amazing job. And I think, um, you know, we mentioned that URL on HarperCollins' website, which the book price is different. Um, and there are a few, like, you know, differences in what we mentioned last week. But pretty much we nailed it. I mean, <laughs> and we we got our news from other sources as well. So, But I think um, that that also was what pressured them, that sort of, you know, detective work was what pressured them to expedite putting the word out and, you know, stopping all the rumors and being like, no, this is happening or yes, this is happening. And um, here's more specific details and they're controlling the narrative versus us going and being like, wait, there's like a backwards spelling of their names and all that stuff. So exactly. And we have to talk about the cover because yeah. the cover is really exciting. Yeah, I feel like the book cover, just seeing that, I mean, so the pick is from their visit to Sussex in October 2018, and that green leather skirt. <gasps> Be still my heart from Hugo Boss, um, and a kind of coordinating monochrome and other stories green blouse. Um, one thing I will say the green blouse needed to be steamed. I have to say that. <laughs> there are wrinkle lines and it really bothers me. But besides that, uh, beautiful picture of both of them. And uh, yeah, I just, I think that that outfit was one of the ones where it's like, oh, a duchess in leather. Okay. Like this is a very, um, I think the book cover and them visiting their namesake county kind of speaks a lot to uh you know, they're still the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Maybe they can't use the word royal in their branding, whatever, but they are still, uh, that's their, you know, that's their title. So I think that was really exciting. And so you pre-ordered the book right away. I mean, I did. Again, I just wanted to like check that box and make sure I took care of it because my <laughs> mind is a million places. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I I think that it's really, it's going to have, a, I mean, even though that, to be clear, the other part of the royal rumor that we talked about last week has still not been confirmed, um, that we do not know if Meghan and Harry participated. That was kind of floating around the the ether on the internet. Um, but it does say that there's unique access um, and 
it's written with the participation of those closest to the couple. So, I mean, I'm I'm expecting I just knowing the work of both Omid and Carolyn, like I think that we're going to get some really um really great details and a really um fascinating portrait of Meghan and Harry. Um, and again, it's not available to August. We have to wait. Um, but August isn't that far It's going to fly by. Are you kidding Quarantine me? Quarantine is starting like... to go faster, which is kind of sad, but true. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. I feel like how is it already summer? So August 11th will be here before we know it. It's also worth mentioning that another royal biography is coming out. This one's called Kensington Palace, an intimate memoir from Queen Mary to Meghan Markle. And it's by Tom Quinn. Uh, this one's going to be a bit different. They quote, uh, Tom Quinn has interviewed former palace and royal household staff members. Yeah. Uh, and the preliminary kind of reviews about the book um, or just the uh, book's announcement are, are that the household staffers um, have kind of claimed uh, or substantiated this rumor that there is a f- there was a feud in Kensington Palace between Harry William and Kate and Meghan. So it'll be interesting to see these two books coming out around the same time. Very differing opinions. Um, this one's due out in September. And yeah. so it'll shed a lot of light, perhaps. Or yeah. perhaps these are scorned individuals who, you know, who knows? Who knows? This is... Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it's, it's it, very that's interesting. The, the, the royal rumor of this week is that it does delve into the rift between the Fab Four. So we will have to wait and see. But a very exciting fall to look forward to. And two very, you know, different books. I'm very excited to read both. Mm-hmm. Um, so next up, we have Kate Zooming with a new mom and dad for Maternal Mental Health Week. I... Loved these videos. So I mean, Kate, I feel like also at this point, Kate is just like opening up Zoom, like bop, bop, bop. She knows exactly how to do it. <laughs> bop, she bop, has bop. done so many Zoom calls at this point, right? <laughs> I know. I feel like she loves the she loves being able to work and like maybe this is like a break from the kids. Like she, she needs <laughs> she's like, be right back, William. Yeah. I'm just gonna do another Zoom call for a good she's cause. Like, because <laughs> I'm locking myself in our office. Goodbye. Um, so for context, she hopped on a few Zoom calls over the past two weeks in honor of Maternal Mental Health Awareness Week, which runs from May 4th to May 10th. And she chatted with parents, midwives, health experts, and she is patron of the Royal College of Obstetricians. Top obstetricians, <laughs> obstetricians, and gynecologists, and has been and has been since 2018. She's also a patron of the Nursing Now campaign, which aims to raise the profile and status of the nursing profession worldwide. Um, but one of the best moments of her call is when she's speaking to new mother and uh, Rebecca Atwood and father who have their baby lying next to them in the hospital. So Kate, her reaction is adorable. We're gonna play the clip. Hello. 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 Very nice to meet you. This is definitely a this is definitely a first, I think. <laughs> oh, well, firstly, huge congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Is it a little boy or a little girl? A little boy. A little boy. <laughs> He's so sweet. And it's funny to me that um so she's like, this has never been done before, has it? And I'm sure the parents <laughs> I mean, are like, what's going they on? They literally had the baby the night before. I can't imagine waking up. Um, I think they said 10 p.m. the night before. And then it's like, good morning, Kate Middleton. Let's and zoom the, together with the Duchess. And, <laughs> and the mom mentioned that they had slept two hours. So she's probably just like, what? The chaos of that after, you know, that moment is just insane. So I can't imagine 
trying to shower and prep for a call with like royalty the next, you know, immediately after that. But I did love the quick flash of the baby in the bassinet. And then I also, I actually, one of my favorite parts was even the nurse. They show the nurse and she has a mask on and she's like, can you see me smiling? And I loved how Kate said, I can see it with your, I can see you smiling with your eyes. And I think that that's going to be kind of the future for a lot of us. If we are, you know, we're obviously going to be wearing masks out in public. And I think that it's a reminder of our eyes really speaking volumes. I like. I that have. Part anyway. I, I often like when I'm. I'm. If I am ever out, I will like smile at people because I usually just smile at people when I pass. You know, and you're so friendly. I love that about you. <laughs> well, no, but I feel like I hope people can see that. That gave me hope that you can actually tell someone smiling at you. So yeah, um, not in a creepy way, obviously. But she. <laughs> so she asks uh, about the issues the parents and healthcare workers are facing due to the current fire, uh, the current crisis, and about the maternal anxiety of mothers giving birth to babies right now. Um, I don't know. Do you know anyone that's given birth recently, Bowie? Yeah, I actually have had several friends that. Um, yeah, I mean, have given birth during the pandemic. One without her husband there. I mean, I think that there's just so much scary stuff going on with anyone that has to give birth during this time because of the um, limitations of visitors. I think a lot of those have been lifted, um, but it it is. It's and I and I always really applaud Kate also for her um, attention to maternal issues and and mental health around moms because I just think it's a really important cause. But it's so nice to have such a spotlight on it. I feel as a mom at least, but. Definitely. Uh, And so she wore blue twice. Uh, Obviously, I have to touch on the fashion. She wore blue twice in uh, both these calls, um, thinking it might be a shout out to the medical workers because of the National Health Service. uh, Their colors are blue and white. And that's a really good point. Yeah. Both options. She's wearing blue and white. So one is the Bowdoin Aurora midi dress, which she wore in their Christmas card from 2019. And that's actually sold out. But there are a few options that are very similar on Bowdoin and on other websites. And then the other was a Tabitha Webb sweater, blue and white chevron. And Tabitha Webb is actually a friend of Pippa Middleton. So this was also a shout out to Pippa. And that one's still in stock, right? Yes, that one's still in stock for now. I think they are sold out of every size except large last time I checked. All right. Um, And yeah, I think that this is just – Another another way that the royals are staying connected. We're we're gonna always talk about Zoom calls every time. No, I can't so wait till we can see them in per- in, in real life again. But I I do feel like their their efforts are admirable. So more to come, I'm sure. More to come. So before we adjourn the royal pod, here are our highs and lows of the week. It's time for the royal highs and lows. It's always so hard to whittle these down too, Um, but I'm going to start with my low. Um, So take this with a grain of salt because it's still unconfirmed, but The Sun is reporting that there's a docu-series in the works about Princess Diana, and it's going to focus on the more painful parts of her life from her battles with bulimia to her unhappy marriage and more. I didn't, I just, I think just leave it alone is sort of my, you know, it's unauthorized and you know, the son did mention the title Being Me, Diana, and they even dropped Netflix. But I'm again, none of this is confirmed. This is all rumors. Um, I just don't. It's a low for me because I just don't want to see all this dredged up right now. I feel like also just let Diana rest in peace. I just I, know. I don't know. I feel icky about it. So it's definitely a low for me. I know. And have uh, Prince William or Prince Harry commented on this? At no, all? I think no. it's all su- in such a rumor stage right now, and I okay, don't even know if it. they would comment on it. it I, I have no idea, but um, but yeah, still rumor. But hopefully, they've had a rough happen. year. Like let's let's not go down this path this year. Totally, and also there's just so much. I mean, I feel like there is a lot of Royals content on 
you know, available to stream. And I don't think we need something that touches on such personal and kind of um, a hard time for for their mother. So I think that that, yeah, I totally agree with you. So Milo uh, and also, you know, take this with a grain of salt because um, I feel like I... I have to say, I don't like Finding Freedom as a title. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. Um, no, it's it's just that I did like their provisional title, which they, I guess, HarperCollins had revealed or Vanity Fair said that this was going to be called, their book was going to be called Thoroughly Modern Royals. Um, I like Thoroughly Modern Royals as the title. I don't know why they changed it. I feel like Finding Freedom was such a bombshell announcement because it, I did not see the title coming. Um, I don't know the connotations of finding freedom. It's like, I know that there's still, you know, the monarchy, they're still being very respectful of them and everything, but finding freedom by coming to America and leaving all that behind, it kind of makes my heart hurt that they have yeah. to, they have to be here and away from the Royal family in order to find that freedom is what I feel like the connotations are. So I think that that, um, it, it sits with me better now that I've had time to stew on it, I guess. Um, it's also a title of another book that I found on Amazon, Finding Freedom, is the title of another book about human trafficking and spirituality. So there is no other book called Thoroughly Modern Royals. So I don't know why. You just You're all for that title. Yeah, like, can they change it? It's. I mean, Finding Freedom does feel like a dig. So I get it. I totally get it. I like Thoroughly Modern Royals as well. I also, I have to add that I feel like I was wrong about my uh, my prediction that they were interviewed for this book. I It's still out there. The Daily Mail is still saying they have personally been interviewed for Finding Freedom. Uh, but uh, most other sites are saying that it's just closed sources. So, well, yeah, well, I we'll hope, have to wait I mean, see. I hope that they have actual quotes from them, but probably not. Something to look forward to again, but it is still a low counting it as a low. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my high of the week is actually a really fun high. So as you remember, Prince Harry released, um, he did some voiceover work or actually made an appearance in Thomas and Friends, The Royal Engine, um, on which is available to watch on Netflix for the 75th anniversary of the show. And I ended up watching it with Finn, um, my son, and we have watched it numerous times since. He is so into it. Um, but I actually have a funny part is that when the Prince Harry part plays, So obviously it's like it has the opening with the Thomas introduction and then it pauses and goes to Prince Harry talking. And and my son was like, no, 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 as soon as Prince Harry came on. And then I I had to skip ahead to the part where it went back to the show. (laughs) Because he wants the animated. He He wants wants the the animated. animated He's like, what is this? He's like, no, no, no. It made me laugh. Um, But he also, when the queen was waving, there's a part at the end, I won't give any way spoilers, actually. I will just say that they wear. You can some, spoil it for us. I promise I'm not. <laughs> go and watch Thomas. Some Brent. British flags are waved, and um, we randomly at the house we are in have a uh, leftover from the Fourth of July, an American flag, and he ended up wanting to grab it. He's two, and he wanted to grab the flag and wave it at the same time, which just made me laugh so hard. Like I think that he made that connection. That there. I mean, not that it was like a difference in flags, but that it was a flag was being waved and he wanted to wave it. It was. It was just fun, and we've been watching it on repeat. So it was a total high of my week. An American for Harry and Meghan now being in. Oh, LA. good call. Maybe he was Ooh. just actually. Maybe he is very astute, and he was tuned <laughs> into that. Big Sussex supporter. Um, and then my high is that 
Oh, so it was just revealed this week to Us Weekly uh, by Samir Hussein, who is a royal photographer for Getty, that Meghan and Harry like that iconic umbrella shot just as much as all of us, which I love. So Samir told Us Weekly, I spoke to some of their team and they were really happy about it and talking about it. Um, and I think that's so funny because when I saw this photo for the first time, I was like, floored i mean this photo i like gasped i feel like it was just magical i mean it's magical it's so i i mean i hate to read too much into this but it's so metaphorical for what's going on i mean the rain's falling around them and they are as happy as can be under their umbrella um the photo was taken during their first public engagement back in the uk after they made their groundbreaking announcement that they were leaving the royal family and Megan's wearing this bright blue turquoise dress. She looks amazing. Her hair is in this low ponytail. And it's funny to me that they saw that and they were like, yeah, we look good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would frame that if I, if someone took that photo of me, I hope that they frame that in their new LA home. It's gorgeous. It's it's gorgeous. And it speaks, it just, I have said speaks volumes so many times that I do feel like it just, um, it's an analogy for, you know, their outlook on life like the two of them they can conquer everything so i love it um and samir hussein also in another interview revealed that princess charlotte is a real character and full of spontaneous moments so i had to mention that because it was her birthday last week um i can i believe it yeah i mean the the tongue out the waving she she's She's our favorite. We told you that last time, but she's great. Um, So just a reminder before we close the show, leave us a royal rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Here is a real review from TYCB. She said, or he or she says, I've been obsessed with Royally Obsessed since it began over two years ago. I was worried when I heard Caitlin and Lisa were leaving the pod. But I'm loving the new hosts as well. They're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. And I still look forward to listening every Thursday. Wow. Love to hear that. Thank you so, so much. So glad to hear that. Yeah, that's so sweet. And remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and the Facebook group Royally Obsessed. You can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. You can follow us personally on Instagram. Rachel and I are always posting about, um, you know, behind the scenes look of our studio. Quote, <laughs> studio unquote, quote, which quote. Is <laughs> Light, uh... my living room with all this stuff all over the desk. Um, so I'm at Robbie Frito. And I'm at RKBNYC. And reminders to subscribe wherever you listen. Till next week. God, God save, save the, the pod. pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.